Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week, to another night. Happy Saturday. You're listening to Baggage in the Overhead Compartment on WRGW District Radio. Um, <laughs> this is Claire and Meg, as always. Um, Hello. Hope you all, hope all our listeners had a good week. Um, Meg, any fun tidbits from your week to share? Um, it wasn't like... Sh- crazy stressful which was I know a relief from the previous week but um yeah this week was pretty good the weather was really nice here in DC yeah Um, yeah it's kind of it yeah (laughs) nothing crazy special going on here what about you um well I kind of have some new men in my life which is exciting we always love we always love that. I'm getting back on the saddle. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of midterms, but they're done. So I'm finally ready to relax for this weekend. Um, Big Little's almost over. Basically, everything is coming to a head, and I'm finally done with everything that was stressing me. Um, my coffee machine, like, we didn't have filters, we just mm-hmm. got them tonight. So I had to go to Starbucks and get coffee the past two days, which I have a hair in my mouth, <laughs> which breaks my Lent because I gave up going out for coffee for Lent. So I'm like, I'm sorry, God, but it had to be done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have an exciting episode tonight. Yes, so we're we very excited get about right this. into it. Um, advice sesh. Yeah, we so we problems and y'all delivered. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, so we put out a little thing on our Instagram story. If you don't follow our Instagram, follow us at overhead. I don't even know it actually. This is so embarrassing. Overhead <laughs> baggage. Overhead baggage. Dot wrgw on Instagram. Uh, we post fun things sometimes about our episodes. If you want to be in the know. Yeah, you want to be in the know. Uh, We put out a little poll asking people to ask us questions. And we got some good replies, I think. Yeah, we got some funny, some deep, some all over the board. We're really going to be unpacking a lot tonight. So, Meg, do you want to start us off? Um, Yeah. Let's get going through right now. I'll pick a good question. Um, So... We won't say who asked them, but someone asked, what's your advice for how to stop obsessing over something? Personally, I struggle with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also depends on what we're obsessing over. Because if it's someone I like, that's going to take a lot more effort. Yeah. if it's someone you like you just have to remind yourself like at least for me when I have like a fantastical crush on someone it's almost like they're a celebrity in my mind exactly and it's kind of like when you go to a concert and you see the singer and you're like wait this is like a real person like you have to just remind yourself that this is like a real person and think about how many flaws you have they probably have that plus more (laughs) hold on think about your flaws Okay, not about, like, what your flaws are, but just think about, like, you're not a perfect person. Like, you're not gonna be someone in someone else's life that's perfect and 
no one can be that that's basically what I mean I'm not saying like contemplate everything wrong with you <laughs> no yeah like we're all human obviously we make mistakes we're not yeah. perfect we're flawed so this person probably also has like a really weird flaw like maybe their breath smells bad or like maybe they like don't brush their teeth I'm going with the breath thing <laughs> you're sticking with the breath what's that have to say Maybe they sleep, like, way too late. Like, maybe they wake up at, like, 4 p.m. or something. Or they are, like, addicted to drugs. Like, you know, Just there's, know always there's, some... there's always something slightly incorrect. <laughs> yeah, there's some skeleton hiding in the closet. So just remind yourself of that. I feel like that always helps me. I'm like, this person must have a weird flaw that I don't know of yet. And that helps me, like, tone it down. Or also literally just shoot your shot and instead of like just thinking about it all the time, how you yeah. like them, just go for it. What about it when it's like a thing, like not a person, like when you're just obsessing over like one small thing, like sometimes I zero in on like us in a, a school assignment or something like that. Yeah, this isn't really something I struggle with as yeah. we echo meg cares too much and i care too little about things i just try and look at the big picture with everything you know like see think to yourself like am i gonna care about this in a year mm-hmm. i always say that i'm like a year ago from a year from today am i gonna be like wow this was really deep and the answer is usually no so that helps me like put things in perspective the funny thing is though just i think my thinking is just off <laughs> but um Whenever I think like big picture, I think too much big picture or I'll think about like the grand scheme of things. Like when I think I stress, I'm the type of person that will stress about a project that's due in like three months. Haven't even gotten to the material about it. Like you've seen me do it. Um, I'll stress about it. And like, that's me thinking like big picture. And then people are like, Meg, you have to take it one thing at a time, which is so interesting because some, yeah, it just depends on the thing that you're obsessing over. It's either you have to think big picture about it or you have to zero in on like, yeah, stay in the and take it everything a day at a time. Like you have to do both simultaneously because I'll obsess over things that are way in the future. Like I'll obsess over the big picture. I will literally be like, I'm never going to find happiness. Like, <laughs> I am going to be a crazy cat lady sitting in my house with my chips and my cats. And that's all I'm going to have. And, and like, green, the, the green accents. Yeah, at least I'll have that. But you have to just like consider, um, you know, it's all going to work out and mm-hmm. take everything day by day. And if you're obsessing over something like, I don't know, like a hobby, like go for it. <laughs> like if you're obsessed your dreams. over knitting keep at it I know literally because there is not there aren't that many people I feel like that have like really good fun hobbies so if you're worried I, about how you're, like too into your hobby I feel like you're not like just keep going as long as you're getting the rest of your stuff stuff done a hobby <laughs> like what are my hobbies I don't have any like, what I, are your, like, I don't have hobbies. I was going to say I don't have a hobby, but I think I can say baking is my hobby. Yeah, you do bake a lot. That is a good thing. So see, you obsess over your pies, but that's a good thing. Like, I do obsess over my pies. Like, that's a good obsession. 
obsessing over like a celebrity fine innocuous not too bad uh, to an extent but if you're like obs- like obsessing over a person or obsessing over something like stress wise then mm-hmm. remind yourself of how little it's gonna matter in a year and imagine their flaws <laughs> and then if it's like one- something that you're like obsessive about in the moment just do something to distract yourself like, yeah text or call a friend um watch a short video or like go on Netflix or read a book or something just to get your mind off it because it's crazy how like little distractions actually help distractions yeah um especially when they're like obsessive things because I know um just like that it's like an anxious obsession yeah Cause like I'm a hypochondriac, so I get obsessive over like fake sicknesses that I think I have, and I just have to like distract myself. And what's and that'll help you too. Exactly. Like those mental obsessions that like you zero in on about like yourself for other aspects of life. Yeah. I think little distractions um go a long way. Hope that helped. Hope that helped. Whoever asked that question. I mean, this is something we struggle with, both of us, just in different regards. So yeah. Claire, if, you have any, if y'all have any advice, tell us too, please. Yeah, we, we will take it. Um, Claire, um, what about your end? Questions I received. Um, okay, this person, this is kind of a, a tough, a toughie. Oh, this God. listener says um, they have a significant other but they get a lot of emotional validation from someone they used to be in love with and they feel bad about it. What should they do? And I know this, this circumstance that this person is in. um, And I would say block the person that you used to be into because that's just like not fair to who you're with currently. And as someone who has been the girlfriend of someone who's still obsessed with someone else, mm-hmm. it's just like a tough situation. And yeah, it's like that emotional cheating thing that people yeah. talk about. Um, and not even if it's emotional cheating, but it's like if you're still like seriously into someone else, then mm-hmm. that's like a problem. Exactly. It's just like rude to the person that you are actually seeing. Like what... Like, what's the point in leading this person on like that? I understand that you may like the person, but what's the point in all of it if you are still obsessive or, like, still, like, really into this other person? And if you think that, like, you love the person you're with now more than you love that other person, then it should be easy for you to cut them off Mm -hmm. for the sake of your relationship and if it's not, then you might not want to be in that relationship that you're in because you're clearly still dealing with stuff. And I've, again, been both of these people before and both circumstances, I just feel horrible afterwards. So like, mm. it's not to say that there's something wrong with you. It happens to people a lot more than I think people even realize. Like dating yeah. again before they fully moved on. Yeah, exactly. But that's why you just have to cut the contact with people that you like had this really intense thing with like I don't believe in really being close friends with someone after you like get heartbroken by them or break up I think you can if there's like a period of time where you aren't 
in contact with this person or seeing them all the time but honestly I don't even I think you can be friendly and friends but like close friends and talk to them all the time and like tell them all your problems yeah I just think that's hard to establish the boundary mm-hmm. if you're used to it being romantic especially if you were the one that got hurt yeah and then I just think that's a tough a sticky situation and the best thing would just be to um respect respect yourself in the relationship and, mm-hmm. and cut the cord and this yeah. person knows that I've told them many times <laughs> I think um I think it's also important that if they feel this way what is stopping like like you said if you are really like the person they're like love or like or whatever like them enough um it shouldn't hurt I guess to break off that friendship that you are so emotionally invested in. Um, but I also think it's important. I think honesty is critical in these situations. Yeah. So I think being honest with your partner, because I don't think it's fair for you to be in the know about everything and like decide what's going on in this relationship without the other person knowing if that makes sense. Yeah, I was also thinking that. Like, if you think that what you're holding on to from the past, like, it's just like, passing thoughts or whatever Mm -hmm. I think you should tell your girlfriend and be like I'm gonna be honest like I love you I want to be with you but this is something I'm struggling with like I'm cutting it off because otherwise I think you're just gonna feel really guilty or she's gonna find out by like looking through your phone and it's gonna be worse speaking at from experience (laughs) and also building off that it's if the person that you are currently with that and they agree that this relationship could be something and that you really love the person they will give you the space to figure figure it all out you know what I mean and I think you need to tell this person you're getting the validation from Mm -hmm. and you need to tell everyone literally everyone in the situation needs to be in the know so that you're not completely cutting off a person without letting them know because that sucks. Um, yes. And then your partner is not extremely pissed off when they find out that you are still that you were communicating for this other person and you are still yeah. as close to them as you are. Like that's hurtful to see that you yeah. are not the person that they they feel as if they can confide in and get emotional stability from in the way exactly so and I think to be in the know yeah because if and the thing is you might be like well I can pull it off no you can't especially if it's women no you can't like they'll find out we always find out (laughs) and and it's it sucks like it sucks for everyone involved yeah but I personally think you really should cut things off with this other person especially if they're giving like they broke things off with you for a reason in their minds and then they're like hot and cold like that like breaking things off and then going back and like being your emotional crutch yeah it's like that's not a healthy situation for either of them and you're clearly by the fact that you're with your girlfriend you're not like gonna be in a relationship with this other person so it should be and if it's not easy to cut them off and you want to have them you can't have it all so you're gonna have to make a decision 
so <laughs> kind of sucks but, but good and, luck like we're not saying that you can't have friends <laughs> yeah um, but what this is like isn't it's like you the the submitter by the way it's worded I feel like knows that it's yeah at least in your mind something else Mm-hmm. And if you feel like your your girlfriend isn't the type of person you can get that emotional validation from, then you shouldn't be with her. Because mm-hmm. someone you date should be the person you trust with that stuff more than anyone, at least in my mind. And, like, if you don't feel comfortable enough to share these thoughts with that person, I mean, whatever. But like you said, and I also agree with you that I feel like they should be most one of the most trusting people in your life especially if you've been together for a hot minute Mm -hmm. I also understand that this is a new relationship how you might be wary but yeah good luck good good luck with that one (laughs) some of y'all are going through this right now and not me though y'all be easy (laughs) not I'm so thrilled to not be in one of these situations right now sorry for like rubbing some salt in the wound but I was recently in one of these situations as the other, as the girlfriend, and I'm just glad to, this is why I'm single. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. We have, um, kind of on a lighter note. Um, yeah, let's, let's cl- cheer up the mood really quick. One of our listeners wants advice on how to transition from a hookup relationship to an actual relationship. And I am the take it away. I am the expert. I think genuinely the expert on this. Okay, so first I want to say <laughs> good luck because this honestly, like, if both of you have feelings for each other and have admitted it, like, go off. But if you have feelings and you're not sure if he has feelings and it's like a more of a one sided, you're like, rocky I'm waters. If it's rocky waters and you're like, I'm going to convince him to be into me. Like, I've got this. Like, (laughs) I honestly believe you can do it, but good luck. Here's what you're going to do. First, you're going to hang out with them during the day. And that sounds scary. That sounds real scary. I know, but you can do it. Like some weekday day, not a weekend day. You need like a weekday Go yeah, like lunch a- at the cafeteria. I know your cafeteria is open. So make a day date on a school day. Yeah. So <laughs> let's grab lunch and make it so casual. If you're like mm-hmm. trying to like test it out to see if he is like into that, be like, text him or snap him and be like, oh my God, like, I don't even know what, what one would say. Like, be like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. Like want to grab lunch or honestly a good like even before this first step would be like after you hook up or before you hook up be like I'm so hungry can we go get food so then you're at least stepping out of the dorm together and hanging out in public alone and if that goes well because also you might not vibe with this person like as much as you think so you gotta have the have some conversations like do that a couple times okay and then be like one, t- one night when you're hanging out, be like, oh my God, like I love insert this food that the cafeteria has like on this random day. And then on that random day, be like, oh my God, like they have it. Like, come get it with, you want to come get it with me? This scheming. I hope this listener is taking notes. Yeah, 
take notes because <laughs> I literally got you. <laughs> then you're going to go hang out in the cafeteria during the day. You're going to talk, get their number, move from Snapchat to number somewhere in this line. When you're at the cafeteria, be like, oh, let me get your number. Like, so I'm so sick of using Snap. That's how you know it's serious. I think I think they already have each. Well, in this case, from what I barely know about this situation, um, I think they already have each other's phone numbers, but it could be incorrect. Well, see, I might be reading too much into it, but then I think he's already into you because men hate giving out their numbers. Like, literally, I had this guy's number for months and we texted all the time and he didn't save my number for, like, three months until, like, after that. Um, Men hate that for whatever reason. So you're already, like, you can have some confidence from that, I feel like. And, and like, for this question about transitioning from a hookup to a relationship... It's there's so many different strings attached to these situations because yeah, you have to tread. Different. However, I think, yeah, tread lightly. One, two, like you said, you need. I think the first start, and I really think this is honestly all Claire and I can give you right now, is plan something during the day because we everyone knows there's it's a different connotation when you're hanging yes. out at. 12 a.m. on a Friday night versus 1 p.m. on a a Tuesday. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) And here's what I would do. After you've done that a few times, then when you're having those late night talks one night, Mm -hmm. then you confess and be like, I don't want to ruin anything between us, but like, I've been having a lot of fun. I think I'm like starting to have feelings for you. Like, yeah, you can keep it light too. Like, and be like, and then if he's like, ew, no, be like, ha, ha yeah, no way. <laughs> well, then again, do it when, if, if he you says guys, no, like, you don't want to be with him anyway. Sorry, I just interrupted you. Yeah. If he says no, then be like, and I'm moving on. Sorry, or, I don't need you. Or if you think that you would still want to hook up with him if he doesn't have feelings, because we've all been there. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's <laughs> not joke. Let's, you can instigate that conversation under the influence and then just pretend that you don't remember it at all. <laughs> because one time this person said that he had feelings for me under the influence and then f- genuinely did forget about it for a few weeks. So it could happen. It's like likely. It's possible. You never know. Um, it's very tricky to navigate. However, it can be done. And and you just have to have confidence. Uh-huh. Confidence and honesty. Tread lightly confidence, like, battleground, because if you're confident in what you want, mm-hmm. you that. And, but then you don't want to be like, I'm in love with you. Like, let's go to a dinner date rail tonight. Like, you got to be cash. Yeah, I've got to I would say the steps are hanging out in public before or after hookup step two during the day step three confession and please keep us updated because i <laughs> i'm invested now <laughs> we are invested okay on to the next one okay um let me look at my what i received okay this guy this guy says 
I have an issue where people, girls included, are scared to talk to me and make relationships with me because I look like a fuck boy, F boy, sorry, but I'm really not. How can I make myself look more approachable? And my first step would be like, be a nice person. (laughs) I feel like this person isn't mean, but I feel like if you are give off that energy to the extent that no one wants to start a relationship with you, like, Mm -hmm. then maybe you're not putting in as much effort as you think you're putting in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, what does it mean mean by look more approachable? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what does this man look like? He kind of does look a little intense. He's really into his frat. So I was like, I'm saying, like, I think that maybe... If the first thing people know about you is that you're in a frat, that's kind of a sign, at least to a girl, that you're not looking for a relationship. Um, so yeah. I don't know how one could, like, change that about themselves. Like, don't change your appearance because that's who you are. But, like, <laughs> I guess just, like you said, just be nice. I don't like smile maybe (laughs) don't 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 try and like come across as like creepy (laughs) yeah like don't be a douchebag like yeah essentially I feel like so many men are like oh everyone thinks I'm an f-boy but I'm not and I'm like yeah you are I think that statement says enough anyone who says that they look like an f-boy but they're not one I've learned the hard way they are an f boy red flag if they if they if they state that sorry sorry to the, whoever <laughs> asked i think you might have to do some self-reflection because i think you might be an f boy and you just don't know it like what p- type of effort are you putting in are you asking girls on dates or are you mm-hmm. asking them to hang out are you seeing a girl for weeks and then taking another girl to your formal you know like are you are you always like snapping them in the middle of the night and then don't talk to them during the day like and you might not even be thinking that that's like an f-boy behavior like maybe you are clueless but girls like see that stuff and if you want a girl to want to be in a relationship with you you have to put in the effort like and guys do too which is surprising when they're when they aren't the f-boy and it's like the other way around and a and there, someone else is doing it to them. Like they notice. <laughs> yeah, like you would notice if a girl did that to you. So just if you want to seem like a relationship guy, then like in your first few like interactions with a girl, like make it clear that that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Not in a like, hey, what are you looking for on here? <laughs> not in like a weird way, but like there are subtle ways that you can drop that you're not just around for a hookup exactly and that is by doing things like asking the girl out for uh, for dinner or something exactly making a point to say hi to them in the library or something or being like like just expressing interest in their life uh uh-huh literally if you want a girl to think to like think of you as a nice person like ask her about her day literally be like what'd you eat for dinner tonight like, oh, what's your co- like what type what's your what type of coffee do you like? Like mm-hmm. um, what are you looking forward to this weekend? It's like those Absolutely little mundane things. 
ask her that like in daylight hours and she literally will be like oh my god like this guy's like a nice guy um and yeah and smile like and if your problem is that like people don't come up to you to want to be friends like you think that you look like a douchebag like I don't even know how, like maybe it's the hair I feel like the hair might have something to do with it like you know how there's the f-boy hair like yeah or the f-boy look mm-hmm. but you can't control that because that's how you look so then just make it clear in your first few interactions with someone that you're a genuine guy and yeah people will be like oh my gosh I thought you were an f-boy but you're so nice yeah now that I think about it I feel like there are plenty of easy ways to not convey that you are an f-boy <laughs> yeah just be, be polite in public don't be obnoxious and loud and exactly talk about something other than cars and sports and your frat and you'll be set <laughs> you're I set believe in you I think this listener can do it we believe in you we really do and again keep us updated keep us posted because now I'm invested I'm um, invested in you being a nice man <laughs> okay next one is <laughs> This listener wants to know how to not be a bitch to a man or to men in general. This is something I've really been working on lately. I've been working on it, I think, since the start of 2020, maybe. I don't know. I've like been trying really hard to get better at this, but it's so hard because it's so easy. Like, it literally is too easy to be mean to a man. I'm sorry, but it's just so easy. Like, define mean. Like, they're just so easy to laugh at. Like, I, like, this guy today snapped me saying, I need Drake to get married and then get divorced. That album would bring me to tears. It's like, that is so easy to make fun of. Sorry if you're listening. You're great, and I really enjoy your company, but that was funny. Um, (laughs) I think there's a difference than playfully making fun of someone versus, like, being mean. Maybe that's just, maybe that's kind of controversial. No, yeah, I agree. I think if you want to stop being an asshole to a man, to men, First, you have to find men that you actually enjoy being Mm -hmm. with and being around. Because I've run into the problem where I'm like, I hate this guy. And then I'm just like mean to him because I'm like, I you're so annoying. So instead of being mean, just like stop talking to them. Yeah, what's the point in having him in your life or even trying to do something when you already clearly know that you You know that they're just annoying, then just cut them off and move on. Like you don't want to be used. Why use someone else? Exactly. And again, that's something I have, I've been working on. Uh, I don't think I'm mean to men. You're so nice to men. I, you are too nice to men. And it goes back to my too trusting. Yeah. Meg does not have this problem. Yeah. Um, I genuinely don't have anything to say about this question. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I would say another thing that I do before I hit send, I'm like, stop. Is this true? Before you send, think. Is this true? Helpful? Whatever. Whatever. We should make a pamphlet. 
Oh my gosh, I didn't need to know that. I'm about to hop on Canva and make a pamphlet <laughs> of how to not be a bitch to a man. And I feel like men are more sensitive than they let on. Oh my God, here's a good one. So I noticed whenever I compliment a guy, they're literally like, I haven't been complimented in like 17 years. Like I'm going to hold on to this forever. So if you find that you're being a bitch, like slither in a compliment and he'll forget all that mean stuff you just said. And he'll, (laughs) he will hold onto that compliment for the rest of his life. That's so sad. Honestly, compliment men more. Normalize calling men. Only if they deserve it. Yeah. Only, well, the same thing. Yeah. Only if they deserve it. But I think but like, so I sad. find complimenting men so hard. It's like, what do I say? Because if I call a man cute, especially if short, I'm like, he's going to think I'm like calling him like tiny. Yeah, wait, I want an opinion. Why? This is my question that I'm expecting a listener to answer. Why? I mean, I guess I know why. I guess it's toxic, mas- toxic masculinity. But why can't I call a man cute? I always do. I'm like, I always do. I don't, I barely call people like, hot or something and they don't like hearing handsome it's like what do you want us to say like simply what handsome i will never utter those words um (laughs) i'll utter them to you i like Uh, calling i I like calling everyone handsome and beautiful yeah but my biggest tip would just be instead of like continuing to snap the corny man you don't like Mm mm-hmm and being mean to him just cut him off and another tip would be to not ghost people as much which I literally have will feel guilty about this the day I die ghosting someone who I shouldn't have ghosted Mm -hmm. it's just like kind of mean and I do it often god I think in the terms of ghosting I know we talked about this previously in another episode but um I think that if you're if you know this person well enough just be honest. Honest honesty is the best policy. Yes. Just be like, hey, I'm really not feeling this anymore. Cause I would rather know that than just not be talked to again. Exactly. I agree. And um I'm just still I need like more information by like in what way are you being a bitch to a man? Mm-hmm. It could also be interpreted as them in turn, as if the partner or the other person, the man, is being mean to them, so they in turn are rude. Oh back. God, yeah, that creates such a which cycle. It's just a toxic cycle, which is just a sign you need to remove yourself from it. Literally, take Speaking yourself out of this vicious cycle of meanness and throw yourself into a better one of kindness. And if you think that this is a relationship worth salvaging then you need to just have a conversation to be Mm -hmm. like, we're so mean to each other. Like, can we please be nice? Exactly. And I fall into this trap in every single relationship because as all of us probably know, I'm extremely sarcastic and like, can never be serious. Like, that's my biggest thing I struggle with. So Mm -hmm. I always fall into that trap of like being mean to each other and then like taking it one one of us takes it one step too far and then it becomes a fight and it's just this nasty cycle so literally you just have to be like I love you and I want us to like I am sick of being mean Mm -hmm. um yeah and then it could also be like in a fight you get mean which happens sometimes so that's another time where I would say like if you're mad, you need to just take time to cool off. Exactly. I'm all I for start, 
taking, like you said, taking time to cool off and coming back to something with a rational, rational mind. Cause yeah. there's no point in having a screaming match or something when you know that you, t- that you two people can have a civil conversation about it and end up perfectly fine and preserve the relationship rather than potentially harming each other in an irreversible way. And it's especially, I feel like if you were around a lot of fighting growing up, then this is something you struggle with is being like, oh, like, how can I communicate yeah. in a way that's not yelling and being mean, like na- saying nasty things in the moment? Because mm-hmm. I literally have been in so many mutually toxic situations where we're both mean. So I started like, if I get mad, literally just turn my phone off for an hour. Mm-hmm like cry like run, go for a run scream do whatever you need to do even to the pit yourself, of despair cool off in the pit of despair and then crawl your way back out turn your phone on and have the conversation mm-hmm. from a place that it's like it's not us fighting each other it's us fighting a problem together that's such an amazing way to put it claire look at you look it's at you I'm growing, guys. I am growing. I have been growing. I've grown like 50 inches since the fall. <laughs> I can now handle any problem that comes my way. <laughs> she can um, tackle it. But yeah. All in all, just think about what you say. In the case, like Claire said, before you send that snarky comment, before you lie or whatever, or however you are being, quote, a bitch to a man, just think about it and say, is it worth it? Yeah, is it worth it? It's also and it just usually like the- never is. Oh, and lastly, like, I think another thing is you should be upfront with what you're doing with a guy, like, because sometimes we'll have this nice guy. It's the same for, It's this is for all genders. If you know that you're dating around, like being with a lot of people, I just think people should be honest about that. Like, exactly. I think that would make everyone so much happier if we were like, yeah, to be honest, like I'm not looking to like commit really quick or the other way around. It's so annoying that honesty can literally save or just make life easier. Like and it, we just it, don't do it. It may and we're like no. The outcome, like the outcome may be rather unfavorable, but in the end, you know it's the best thing because you are honest. Exactly. And in the end, it's literally you alone. Like you have to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you know you don't want to be to be with someone, just tell them. Oh, and they'll get yeah. over it. So wise. If only we could take our own advice is the is the is the real kicker in this. <laughs> the kicker. Um, do you have any questions? Any yes. more on your end? I do, I do. Our um really good friend Maggie is kind of going through it right now. She says, I have a swollen lymph node that won't go away and stomach issues, and I'm out of groceries. Here are my tips for you. Ask someone to get you groceries if you're ill. Maggie, I'm on my way to get you. I I will go to Safeway and drop them off tonight. Like, literally, I will go. We'll go. Ask one of us. I'm literally texting her right now. Do you need groceries? Number two, see a doctor because I think you might have mono. 
and I've had mono. And if you have mono, then I'll take care of you because I had it, so I I can't get it again. Oh, how sweet. I'll and give you some warm fluids. Here's what you need to do. You need to stay elevated as much as possible. Drink through a straw because your your swollen tonsils will like irritate your throat. It makes it really difficult to swallow. So take a straw, gargle salt water a few times a day, take hot showers and sleep and email your professors because if you do have mono or whatever, or tonsillitis or whatever, like it really sucks. So. Um, as for the stomach issues, I can't help that either. So yeah, we're not the people to ask. I, <laughs> we really are not the people to ask about gastrointestinal issues. Um, hot girls with stomach problems. <laughs> all hot girls have stomach issues, but that's um, what you can tell yourself. Surgeries I can't help you with though. So let me know about that one. Yeah, literally just say to yourself, well, all hot girls have stomach problems. So thus, say that to yourself while you're while you're in the in the in the trenches. While you're slipping through your straw because of your swollen nymph lymphs. <laughs> yeah, and literally tell your friend, like your friends will help you. As your friend, I'm saying this. <laughs> we will help you. Sorry that Everyone, when they're sick, should just tell them. Well, maybe with corona, this is slightly less applicable. No, because I would still drop stuff off for my quarant, like my ill friends. I would just drop it off outside and leave. Yeah. Like, your friends want to support you, especially now that more and more people are moving out. It mm-hmm. sucks to be sick when you're not at home with your parents, especially the first time you're like seriously sick without your mom. Yeah. So just tell your friends. And I'll help you out. It's just, this just take it to a deeper level. So many people are afraid to ask for help. <laughs> yes. Like if it's the smallest thing, like I sometimes I don't like to inconvenience people whatsoever, but I'm not afraid to ask for help when I desperately need it. Yeah, I feel like I ask for help too in like casual ways. Like, can you pick me up coffee? I'll vent mm-hmm. you. Exactly. And I'm more than willing to help someone else out so why can't they do the same for me when I need it exactly lean on your friends in many of these aspect questions we've answered I think that talking to your friends can help you too Mm -hmm. with the obsession with the weird love triangle with the being mean accidentally like talk out your problem with your friend before you lash out at your man like in all these situations leaning on your friends will help you out a lot Mm -hmm. I agree um, I got a question from another person is how to stop feeling guilty about everything slash being a people pleaser. I struggle with this. I yeah. have, I feel like I've always had this issue where I want people to like me and I don't really know why <laughs> considering like, there's no point, like half of these people I will never see ever, ever again. But especially when I got to college, suddenly I needed to be a people pleaser. I needed people to like me. I didn't want people to have negative connotations about me because it was where we were living. You know what I mean? Like that was our new community. Yeah. Um, so I guess you just have to learn in the cases of not having, not of steering away from having to be a people pleaser. Um, 
I think that that just comes with time and just the realization that people don't care as much as you think they do. You are not constantly under the spotlight like you think you are. Um, And that has always helped me. Um, Yeah. So if you don't want to be like, like in the case of like wardrobe, like I'm scared to wear my beret. (laughs) For the listeners who don't know, I bought a baby blue beret for fun. And for some reason, I'm afraid to wear it in public. But think about here, like, think how many people have you looked at their outfits and been like, they're so ugly and then thought about it ever again. Like, even if that's your passing thought, you never think about it again. Mm -hmm. You're like, ooh, that's a weird choice. And then you move on with your day. Yeah. And also, this is kind of a cynical look at it. But what helps me genuinely is being like, thinking about the people I don't like, they still have so many friends. And so many people that do like them, like, not everyone is going to get along. Like, mm-hmm. just be yourself. And if someone doesn't like you, know that 10 people will. Because yeah. even the people that you are like, this is the most annoying person I've literally ever met in my life. They have 20 p- people in their corner for every one person yeah. that doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. So even though it's kind of like a ugh, way to think about it, it does help put things into perspective. Like, not even just that you could also think of it like like you said they have so many people they have 20 people in their corner for every one person that doesn't like them that's the same for you you have all these special people in your life who are always there for you to lean on exactly Um, and that one person who doesn't like you for whatever odd reason um screw them like it doesn't matter we don't have to get I hate remember when we were in that guy's room and I was like I really don't get along with you and you don't get along with me but not everyone has to be friends like that's my life motto as long as you're like being nice to people Mm -hmm. and um like not attacking their character and like to their face and just like being cruel to them like like we can you can be civil to someone you don't like like yeah not everyone has to get along that's why I'm not really a people pleaser I'm like I'll be nice to everyone but I don't need to be best friends with everyone like yeah just be nice and you'll make your friends and you'll find your people exactly um then as for the aspect of the question that asks how to stop feeling guilty about everything um that's hard that is extremely hard especially right now um I'm currently i I know that's something that I'm trying to work on is like, I feel guilty. I mean, I feel like I always, not always have, but um, feeling just generally guilty about anything I do. I always worry that like one small action will um, negatively impact someone else. And that kind of goes with the people pleasing thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can't really help in that regard. Um, Claire? I would say maybe like write it down like write down your guilty feeling and then rip up the paper and throw it away how liberating like like scream like do that thing where you write things on the plates and like break them I want to do that so bad actually just like to physically let that feeling go because it can take over your life like whatever that is for you like working out or journaling or meditating or cooking or whatever talking to a friend about it and if you did like mess up with someone then apologize 
and then you think to yourself like I did all I can like Mm -hmm. but if you're feeling guilty about something that you know is such a super small thing then write it down I would say it's the rumination that makes it much worse than it yeah it's like overthinking about something you said to someone and like that's my thing like you I would literally write it physically write it down journaling doesn't help everyone though so it might not work for you but that genuinely does help me yeah it's just like a trial and error in deciding what like it's just is feeling guilty about this small thing that you did really worth it like really like it's in the past all you can do is move on try and get over it and if you it was because you did something to a person you apologize and you figure it out and And you learn from it too exactly like take that guilt and then be like okay well what can I what do I do differently next time I run into this situation Mm -hmm. like for example with COVID if you go to a party and then feel guilty about it instead of wasting all your time feeling guilty like be like okay I'm not gonna go to any more parties yeah like be and my friends asked me to go to a party be like we shouldn't be doing that mm-hmm. you know? or if you feel guilty about ghosting someone be like okay maybe I shouldn't ghost someone anymore and then be more upfront with people yeah like mistakes are literally just a, a key a lock opening mm-hmm. the door to growth <laughs> so open that door and just keep on walking be okay with failure exactly we're being so wise tonight i'm amazed except like (laughs) do i take advice i say (laughs) don't be afraid of failure but then i am also so afraid of failure i actually read an article today about being afraid of failure this morning i Um, love i'm i don't think i'm that afraid of failure i'm afraid of like I don't know. Like, I'm afraid of failing at like, familiar, like social, cultural, familial, like having a happy life, more than like failing at a job or something. Yeah. Every time you fail, that is such a good lesson. Like, think of every time you genuinely have like made a mistake and messed up in the past, and like Mm -hmm. how that made you a a better person today. Exactly. Every bad time. and I love leaning into a bad time. Like that's, I love just leaning into it and feeling it all because then if you don't let yourself feel it all in the moment, it's just going to last longer. Yeah. It's like stay in the present with it and don't let it pervade your future. Yeah. Feel it and then let it go. Okay. We have time for one more short question. If you have any more. I'm sure I, I think I do somewhere. Um, honestly, I might not. Are there any more in the, in the queue? Let me look. We got someone who asked, why do I constantly have bathroom problems? Once again, cannot help you there. Yeah. Why am I so lonely? Because we're in a pandemic and everyone is much more lonely. Even the people that pretend to not be, they mm-hmm. are. You may have all of these people in your life and stuff, and there's a difference between feeling, like, lonely. Because I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think I'm going to cut this out, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I get it. Like, 
everyone feels lonely right now. And if you're meaning like, why am I alone? Like, that's just your season to be alone. If you're talking like relationship wise. It's also the winter. And it's the winter. Yeah. Because we can't like be outside and like, well, we kind of can now in D.C. because the weather's getting better. But also once like COVID is really, I think, going to get better in the coming months. And like, that is going to be such a relief, release. So just take this time. Relief and release. Yeah. Take this time that you feel lonely and like, oh my gosh, like I can't like meet new people, like really lean into it and work on yourself. And it's also a matter of if you're actually trying. Yeah. There's a difference between being proactive and being like, I, I'm ready. Like I want to see someone else. I am comfortable. And there's a difference between lying around and waiting for someone to pay attention to you. It took exactly. It literally, I used to be like, why, why don't I have anyone? Obviously, because I wasn't doing anything about it. And I would be like, go text the man who says he's into you. And you'd be like, no. (laughs) Like, it's just a difference of whether you're actually, in the case of a relationship, I know there's different types of lonely, but I'm going to view this as a relationship lonely. Um, There's a difference between waiting around for something to happen versus actually doing something about it. Exactly download hinge and start to swipe hinge and so go on dates go on dates safely like it's scary but it's scary but you're eventually you're just gonna have to do it because we live in a society we live in an age we live in a world where there's not gonna be a knight in shining armor knocking on your door people aren't courting us mm-hmm. we gotta put some initiative in there and exactly in the meantime invest in your friendships and yourself and everything will be okay I've been in a season a season of just really reflecting on my life choices I feel like a much healthier person so use this time to be alone to just do that yeah maybe it just depends on how you're utilizing your time I guess (laughs) Enjoy the journey, <laughs> not the destination. Oh, God. And just know that when you're, you're the relationship that you're in in 19 probably isn't going to be all that great. That's <laughs> so like also just be like, oh, I'm not currently in a love triangle. Sorry to that earlier person. She was like, you're not in a love like, triangle. Yeah, be like, oh, I'm not like listening to a man like insult me right now like I'm not on a horrible date right now like I'm not in a fight with my significant other right now yeah like there are parts of being single that are awesome like you can dedicate all of your energy to yourself which yeah you, you don't have to like worry about another person yeah like literally just vibe and have fun well want to be in a relationship start talking to people <laughs> Well, that's all that we have time for today. Um, I really enjoyed this advice session that we did. Yeah, we should do this more. Let us know if you want us to help you with your problems more. Yeah, let us know. Let us know if you liked this, and maybe we can do it more often. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely rest of your weekend, Claire. Stay any safe. last words? What? Oh, last words. Yes. Stay safe and healthy and we'll see you same time next week.